that was really healthy for me to just be around someone that's eating dessert regularly with no guilt because in the past I had sometimes let myself eat dessert but then I would feel so guilty about it so so guilty like I committed a crime like a sin and just to see someone engaging in that same behavior but not having those guilt thoughts showed me that it is very possible to have dessert and to feel free afterwards to feel peaceful and enjoy the dessert currently like while you're eating it but after too so it was really cool to just see the possibilities that if that's possible for him then god can help me do that too Hey, I'm Nyla, and you're listening to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. Get ready for faith-based conversations about food, fitness, and body image. I love fitness, and regularly you'll find me and my cat on my yoga mat sweating for a strong body to use to bless others with and glorify God with. Though I'm no longer an intuitive eating and body image coach, I am still an intuitive eater myself and will forever be grateful for God leading me to intuitive eating as I healed from a decade-long fight with an eating disorder. Friends, I encourage you as you listen to each episode to ask God to teach you something. You didn't just randomly stumble upon this podcast. No, God guided you here providentially, and He has something to encourage you with today. All right, let's dive into today's episode and see what God has for you to learn. Hey guys, welcome back to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Nyla. Today we have a really fun marriage-themed episode because me and my husband are celebrating this year seven years of marriage. It's crazy that seven years have gone by. It just seems like maybe like a year or two ago we we got married, but then on the same hand, it seems like, have we not been married 20 years already? Like, I can see both perspectives. Today I was on a prayer walk and it was really beautiful. It was in the morning on a Sunday. Today is a Sunday and it was smoky because of the forest fires and definitely spent some time praying for those who are having to evacuate from forest fires. We're not near them, but we're getting a lot of smoke and it kind of made for a really unique atmosphere to go on a prayer walk. Just everything was summery because at the time of recording, it's still summer here. So it's very green out, but then there's also smoke around me. It was just kind of pretty in a weird way and on that prayer walk I felt like God gave me this idea for this episode so I'm going to share seven things that my husband has taught me about food freedom in our seven years of marriage and when I was thinking and praying about what to include I actually came up with more than seven so there are seven points but then I came up with bonus ones because there just was more so I will try not to spend too much time on each one but I just wanted to share these things that Mark is my husband and things that God has taught me through him, through being married to him. And it's such a blessing to be married to him because he's just such a normal eater. Like he's not even an intuitive eater. Intuitive eaters put a lot of thought into their food and that is awesome. I'm an intuitive eater, but he's just even like a step above that. He's a normal eater. Like he never had to learn the intuitive eating principles those never really got trained out of him he just is a normal eater and has a really healthy relationship with food and he's taught me a lot just from talking to him at supper or like seeing how he acts around dessert and just it's been really healing being married to someone like him so number one is look for lingering diet culture food rules that may be disguised as preferences so 
I didn't realize that even far into my eating disorder recovery and just learning intuitive eating, even being an intuitive eating coach, that there were actually some food rules that I was actually still following without even really realizing it. It's like I had adopted it as, oh, this is just my preference. And through conversations with Mark, it helped me realize that, oh, that actually isn't my preference. I'm just still kind of accidentally following this food rule that diet culture put before me and examples of that are like rice when I was in my eating disorder days I would never eat butter or anything on my rice I would only eat it plain with salt and pepper and then one day we were at supper and my husband was eating rice and he was saying wow it's just so good with butter on it it just really amps up the flavor like you sure you don't want any on yours and at first I said yeah I don't like it on there and then all of a sudden I thought wait do I? do I actually not like it on there? It just was a light bulb moment. And it took someone inviting me in to say, you should try it this way. It's really delicious. And me being in a state of recovery, just those two things colliding for me to realize, maybe this is actually not a preference of mine to have plain rice. Maybe I'm just still thinking that's like what I do because I've done it for so many years and turns out rice with butter or margarine or whatever is is really delicious. It's way better than plain. And another example of that is chicken strips. I remember a couple years into our marriage, I had made myself a different supper than Mark and then I made him chicken strips. And I remember just telling him, oh, that looks so good. Those chicken strips that he was eating with plum sauce or sweet and sour sauce and I just thought, oh, I said it out loud, actually said that looks so good. And he said, you can have some, like these don't have to just be for me. We can buy them for you too. Like you can have some of them. And I needed someone to just give me permission to say, you can have this. And again, a light bulb moment went off and I thought, yeah, I can have chicken strips. It's just this thought in my head that I don't eat chicken strips because they have breading on them and diet culture says that's so bad if something's breaded it takes away the nutrition if it's breaded or deep fried or anything like that and even though I had been so far into my recovery journey of anorexia and orthorexia I just didn't even realize I was still following that again it just was disguised this diet culture rule as a food preference like oh I just don't eat that but again I just needed someone to invite me in to say actually you can eat these you're allowed to And I hope that makes sense. That's been very helpful being with Mark. And then another thing is that Mark has really encouraged me to take more rest days than you think you need. Like error on the side of caution of taking more than you need instead of accidentally under resting. And it's not really an error to rest either. It's not really that um, saying, I guess, error on the side of caution. More so just why not be safe than sorry, I guess. And I recently went for a run and I had my period and then it was a good run. And after the run was done though, I all of a sudden had terrible cramps. And when I got home, I told Mark and he said, maybe you should rest like when you have your period, maybe for those first few days when it's like worse, maybe you should just rest. And I told him, but I already had rested earlier on in the week and he just encouraged me to take more rest days. We were even talking today with family. We went out for lunch with them, grabbed some subs, and we were talking about how one of our nephews is in two-a-day practices for football and Mark was the first to pipe up and say, I think that's unnecessary. Like, do kids or anybody need to do two workouts a day? Like, isn't that actually going to be counter productive because you're not allowing your body to even recover if you're doing like a seven o'clock workout for 
football practice and then you're going back at three, isn't that just like overdoing it? And so he really encourages me to take rest days and to take even more than I think I need because you're just going to benefit from taking more rest days, especially someone like me that really enjoys exercise. I see it as a hobby. I like to do it. So then for me, it's really important that I intentionally do those rest days and to do even more than I think I need, especially if I am recovering from a harder workout. Maybe I have trained for a race or maybe it's my period or I'm just recovering from say the flu or something just to take more. You can only benefit from more rest days especially when you have um, just so much joy with it. It's harder to sometimes step back from something that you really enjoy. So he encourages me, take more than you think you need. And I think that's really awesome. Another thing that Mark has taught me is that fullness is not to be feared. I know that there has been some times where we've had a meal together and I say, oh, I'm just feeling a little full now. Like I think I maybe ate a little more than I meant to. And he says, good job. Like, that's awesome. He frames it in a very positive way. He says, your meal did what it was supposed to do. It was intended to fill you up. You're full. Awesome. He talks about fullness as not being a bad thing. And especially early on in our marriage, when I was still was recovering from some of that eating disorder, it was really helpful to just have someone speak that positive language over me about fullness, that it's not evil or bad or all to be full. It's actually a good thing. Now you can go about your day. You're, you're full, you're filled up, you're fueled. And that was just so helpful hearing someone talk about fullness in a really healthy way. And then another thing Mark has taught me is that rail thin isn't actually attractive. We see these models who are in magazines that are just so rail thin, like you can see their bones and we think that that's the standard of beauty that we need to chase after, like that's the only narrow definition of beauty. But when I tell Mark that, or in the past when I said that to him, he said, you know, I personally don't find that attractive and I know that other guys don't, like we like some meat on our women. We don't want to be hugging like a skeleton like that. And that was just really eye-opening to hear that, whoa, what? Like this thing that women are trying to be, especially more so in previous years now, people are a lot like strong is really what they want to look like and shredded. That's kind of become the more rail thin thing. But back then when rail thin was something people really wanted to be like, I want to be the skinniest possible version of myself. And that was society's definition of beauty, which changes again. Like right now, I feel like it's like the standard or the narrow definition of beauty that the world tells us is like shredded. You want to be so toned. Like that's the only thing that's beautiful. But um, back then when it was real thing, Mark was just saying, you guys are chasing after this appearance you think guys want that so you're not eating enough you're trying to just look this way that actually we don't find attractive and that was very interesting to hear as a woman and another thing is that you know I've learned from Mark that others even your own spouse they're not so hyper aware about the slight body changes that you're going through that you are so hyper aware of like I had been a certain weight when we got married and then a couple years in I lost like 10 pounds just from changing a few things up like to get to my set point. Actually not following intuitive eating was actually keeping me at a higher set point so when I learned intuitive eating I got to my set point and it actually for me personally meant that I lost a little bit of weight and when I had mentioned it to Mark like hey did you notice that I'm a little smaller? 
he said, no, you look the same as the day we got married. And I know that I'm not like my clothes fit different. I knew I was smaller, but he didn't even notice or days where I'm like, I'm feeling so bloated. He'll say, oh, you, you don't really look bloated. Or if you say, don't my arms look strong? I've been lifting heavier weights lately. He'll say, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I'm just so hyper aware of any changes in my body. But even your spouse, at least mine, he doesn't notice all those changes. And it's just, we think that even people on the street, just strangers, coworkers, friends, family, we think that they are noticing all these things that we're noticing, like, oh, my stomach, it's a little bigger right now, or oh, my arms are not as toned as they used to be, like, everyone's going to notice, I need to cover it up. We have these overthinking thoughts, these body insecurities, when no one else is noticing that our bodies are slightly different. That was very eye-opening to hear. And another thing that Marcus taught me is that cheese is a gift from God, and so is chocolate chip mint ice cream. Sometimes you just need to hear someone talk about something in a joyful way for you to give it a chance. And diet culture had really demonized cheese for me. It's so fattening. Fat is so bad. Like, fat is just so blah, 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 like evil. And when I married Mark, I quickly realized this boy really likes cheese. He loves it. And I would often get things without cheese or I would say if we're at a restaurant and we're getting sandwiches, I would say, oh, give him double like he can have my cheese. And just from watching him get so much joy out of cheese on tacos or nachos or sandwiches or whatever, I realized it's this beautiful thing. Like I just needed someone else to talk about it in such a beautiful healthy joyful way for me to be able to reframe it from the world had taught me that it was this evil thing that when you eat it bad things are going to happen to you but mark showed me that it's this really awesome thing and then i dug into just the benefits of cheese like researched them and found out like it is an incredible source of protein it has fat in it and fat is very like satisfying when we eat things with fat and protein too, it's just very satisfying to us. We're not maybe going to go look for a million other things to eat if we allow ourselves to have those macronutrients. And I just needed that so bad. And I also, growing up, never really had mint chocolate chip ice cream, but Mark really enjoys that. And he would often have like an after eight for dessert. And that's like a mint chocolate dessert and he would just love it and just when I was around the smell and hearing him just get so much pleasure and enjoyment from it it made me realize maybe I want to try that like I want that joy too it, it just was contagious I guess and it made me want to try it it's the same thing that happened when I ran a full marathon and then I got burnt out from running and I didn't run for pretty much eight years I ran like I don't know four times in that eight year span but like pretty much took eight years off and I had no interest in running but then on Instagram stories I had saw actually my intuitive eating coach and I have an episode with her about rest and why rest is important and I'll link that in the show notes but Chris she is a runner and I saw on her story she was talking about how she just enjoys running so so much and again it just took me seeing someone talk about something that I didn't currently enjoy to see them get so much joy out of it that I thought maybe that can be done in an enjoyable way. Maybe I haven't been doing it quite the right way. And God took me on a journey in the last three years of really learning how to run in a joyful way. And I'll link the episodes in the show notes where I talk about 
running and how it's more enjoyable with me, how I do it with Jesus versus the world and just how I did spirit-led half marathon training, how I invited God into that, how he helped me create a very joyful training program. And anyways, that was what it was with Mark too. I just needed to see someone talking about it in a joyful way. It's the same thing like wedding planning. I had always heard that planning a wedding is so stressful and it's just awful. But then there was one person I heard say, oh, I loved planning my wedding. It was so fun. Like me and my mom, we spent extra time together making decorations together. And I just had to hear that there was another outcome. There was another possibility for wedding planning. It could be fun. It didn't have to be stressful. Just like cheese didn't have to be fearful. It could be really enjoyed. Just like running didn't have to be miserable or punishing for your body or what you ate. It could be rooted in, I want to spend time with Jesus on a run. I want to talk with him. I want to enjoy the outdoors. I want to get joy from moving my body this way. And that is just how seeing Mark talk about and act around cheese and mint chocolate chip ice cream or cookies was for me too. Very healing. Another thing that Mark taught me is that dessert every day is okay. In his family, they have this saying after supper, they will say, oh, I need to change my taste. And that meant find something sweet usually because usually supper wasn't sweet. So then they would go and find like a cookie or a mint or something like that. And he quite often has desserts every day and there is zero guilt in that. And that is so beautiful because I hear so many people saying, like just guilt-written comments about eating dessert every day, but I see that Mark enjoys it every day and it's part of a healthy lifestyle. You can be healthy and eat dessert every day, even if it's not a healthified dessert like black bean brownies or something like that. You can have like, quote-unquote, like the real thing and still have a very healthy lifestyle and healthy food intake. And I just, that was really healthy for me to just be around someone that's eating dessert regularly with no guilt because in the past I had sometimes let myself eat dessert, but then I would feel so guilty about it. So, so guilty. Like I committed a crime, like a sin. And just to see someone engaging in that same behavior, but not having those guilt thoughts showed me that it is very possible to have dessert and to feel free afterwards, to feel peaceful and enjoy the dessert currently, like while you're eating it, but after too. So it was really cool to just see the possibilities that if that's possible for him, then God can help me do that too. So being around a normal eater, it really helps you just see what's possible for you, what full freedom with food actually looks like. And it's so beautiful. Another thing that Mark has taught me is that don't just eat something because it's healthy. I have done that so much in the past. Like I, in the past, would put a ton of vegetables in my smoothies. I still do that to this day, but I've made them taste good but in the past I would jam so much like gross vegetables like peas and carrots like frozen peas and carrots in my smoothie and it would be just so gross and I would eat it because I'm like it's healthy now I've learned to make green smoothies that are really delicious like I've learned how to do it so it's really yummy and but Mark won't do that he won't just eat something because it's healthy it has to also taste good and he won't touch my green smoothies because he doesn't think they taste good the ones that I make now and he also doesn't really like whole wheat bread so he often eats white bread and he really owns that there's no shame he will just eat what tastes good and we try to still like pack him lunches and I make dinner and stuff that has balanced meals so there's different food groups present and stuff but if you don't like whole wheat eat something else. He loves rye bread. So he eats a lot of rye bread. And I just really appreciate seeing someone not just eat something for the sake of health, but making sure 
that it's something they actually enjoy with their taste buds because so many people just oh I'm just going to eat this because it's healthy I'm going to shove down this this celery even though I hate celery because I know it's important but that's not Mark he will only eat things that he actually enjoys and I think that's so countercultural, especially like diet culture and it is just so helpful to see Another thing Mark taught me is that eating for fun is okay. Like you don't have to just be hungry. There'll be lots of times in the evenings that he'll say, I'm just feeling snacky. I just want something snacky. And I'll ask him, are you hungry? Because I was hung up on honor your hunger, almost turning that into like a, a diet food rule that you're only supposed to eat when you're hungry, Mark. Now I've learned that intuitive eating is very nuanced and that it's okay to eat when you're not hungry. And Mark taught me though, it's okay to just eat for fun because you want popcorn when you're watching a movie or you want to snack on some chips while you're playing a video game. And it's just really healing to see someone act in an opposite way than diet culture would say and feel like zero judgment for it, zero guilt. And I just see that he has a lot of joy just sometimes eating snacks for fun or just eating dessert for fun, even when he's not hungry. And it's just so healing. And then another last one here is that you always moved your body enough, even if diet culture says you didn't. I remember there are some days where I said, do you think I exercised enough? Like, was that enough? Did that 20 minute workout, like, do you think that was enough? Because I had all these thoughts in my head from the world just saying, you need to exercise an hour or at least a half an hour. And he would say, yep, yep, you moved enough. You moved enough. You sure did. And I just really appreciate that. And like he walks, his exercise routine is go for two walks a week. A 20 minute walk each so in total he's walking 40 minutes in the whole week and that keeps his body strong and it really just shows like you don't have to do these long crazy workouts for your body to respond like when he started walking his body got stronger and it was just so helpful to see that wow you don't need high intensity or long duration exercise for your body to benefit I literally saw that in my husband when he started walking 20 minutes twice a week saw a big change and that is just so cool. I hope this was helpful. I hope you can learn from Mark too some helpful and healing mindsets around food. And I encourage you to find your Mark. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a parent, a teacher. Just pray that God would send you a normal eater, that you can observe how they talk and act around food. And it's very, very healing on your journey just to see. I know like one time we were on a vacation with my family and my brother-in-law sat down at the breakfast table and I saw that he had a piece of toast and he had some yogurt with granola. Why is that a big deal? Well, I had this food rule that I was following that you can only have one grain at a meal. So I saw him eat toast and granola on his yogurt and he was just eating it, enjoying it. And I thought, oh, you're allowed to do that. Like that looks really yummy. And I just needed to see someone engaging with food in a different way than I did to realize I could break my rule. Like not everyone is following that rule. So maybe I don't have to, maybe that's just like a rule that should be broken so that I can have more joy. And now all the time I have more than one grain at a meal. I'll have a, a sandwich and a granola bar or a muffin and a piece of toast or whatever I'm feeling. So I encourage you to ask God to reveal who your normal eater influence can be. And also if you're struggling with a lie, there was even just last week, I was struggling with a lie that I was believing about food. And I told my husband, we were driving home from work. I'd picked him up from work and he was driving us home. And I said, hey, 
I've had this lie about food in my head all day and I know it's a lie, but can I share it with you so you can help me speak truth over it? And he said, yeah. And so I spoke out what I was believing and he and I came up together with some truth to speak over it. And it was just so helpful to have someone to counter that lie with truth. So don't keep those lies in your head. Find a normal eater, a trusted source that you can share it with and find a teammate. Speak truth together. We're made for community, so utilize the community around you to fight food lies, body image lies, exercise lies. It makes me think when we bring someone else into the equation, and it makes me think of that verse, I think it's in Matthew, where it's like, where two or three are gathered in your name, God's presence is there too. Like, God's presence is in us, even if no one else is there. But when there's two of us together, it's like his presence is just more tangible more strong and so find a believer and say i need your help to attack this lie i'd really appreciate it if you came with me and just such a beautiful thing so i hope this episode blessed you and happy seventh anniversary to us if this was fun i encourage you to go to my instagram nyla weeb and i have the instagram linked in the show notes and i did a post on there recently on our anniversary about seven things that god has taught me in seven years of marriage so those are seven marriage kind of tips that I've learned. It was really hard to keep it to seven. There's so many things I could have wrote, but I was trying to, well, I had to keep it to the Instagram limit of characters. And this one is a little different. This podcast episode was food freedom focused, but that Instagram post, if you go look at that caption, it is about seven things about marriage that God has taught me. So go check that one out. And if you think a friend would enjoy this episode, send them the link. That would mean so much to me. That could be your anniversary gift to me. Send this to a friend. Or if you have not written a review, I would love if you wrote a review. And those reviews, it it builds up social proof. So people are like, oh, this is a legit podcast. Like other people spent their valuable and limited time listening to it. So maybe I will use some of my limited time to give it a shot as well. So if you want to leave a review, that would be so, so nice. But I pray that you have a wonderful remainder of your day. Thank you for hanging out and hearing about me and my awesome husband, Mark, and the things that the Lord has taught me through Mark. Being a podcast producer means I can do podcast editing for you. I can do podcast upkeep, so help you manage and continue putting out episodes every week or every month or every second week, whatever is your decision for the frequency of your podcast. And I can also help you start up your podcast if you don't have a podcast already. But God has put in this idea on your heart for a podcast and you just don't know how to do that. How do I even get my podcast on Apple? What in the world is an RSS feed? How do I even record on my computer? It's just, there's so many moving pieces, but take a deep breath because I understand the moving pieces. So if you want to know anything about my podcasting services, how I can be your podcast producer and make the transition into the podcasting world easier for you if you're not there yet or make it more joyful make the joy return if you already are wearing your podcaster hat and it's just feeling stressful let me be on your team let me be your podcast producer and help just bring back the joy because joy should be a part of your podcasting journey if you are interested you can go to my website nylaweeb.ca and weeb is spelled w-i-e-b-e i always tell people it's like dweeb but without the d (laughs) 
and that's all linked in the show notes. So you can find my website there and it has lots of client testimonies and just explains how it works to work with me. And I am so excited to hear about your podcast that you currently have or the podcast that you are just dreaming and praying over already. I love getting to help Christian women get out their powerful faith-based messages to the world. It's just really cool to be a part behind the scenes of getting these God-centered, God-glorifying messages out to the world. It's such a blessing for me too. So can't wait to chat with you about all things podcasting.